0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of the Birds All Day podcast. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we are here uh, in a celebratory mood. Uh, it has been a glorious day. It is it is Mark Burley Day. Uh, he, he he burled. He burled ever so effectively, uh, which is going to, without any exaggeration, change the entire tenor of this podcast. Uh, had he not pitched that well, we would be it would be doom and gloom. But instead, we're planning parades here. Uh, we, meaning me, Drew, and of course, Old Reliable. Mr. Andrew Stoughton, yeah. how are you? I'm well. Uh, how I'm are well. you? You're well, you're good, everything's good?
1: Yeah. yeah, can't complain.
0: Can't, well, you can't complain. They, no. The Blue Jays, winners of two
1: games in a row. <laughs> and our American League East team's allowed to do that.
0: Yeah, the Yankees don't ever lose no. now. No. They just beat the living uh, snot no. out of the, the Mariners up and give down. It a, give it a week, and we'll see how that goes. But that that, that we, You could say that about all of us, really. Uh, True. Three and three road trip, many people are happy to report. Facing, <laughs> facing improved, off.
1: It approves their winning percentage.
0: Facing off against two first place teams.
1: Sure. There One of go.
0: which, I think we can say, the Minnesota Twins do not count.
1: No, they're total garbage.
0: They are so bad. So, so bad. And yeah. then they took two or three from the Blue Jays.
1: Well, that was mostly Jose Reyes.
0: I think it's safe to say that everything is Jose Reyes.
1: Yeah, I think he is just a drag on this whole team. This whole thing.
0: We're not going to talk about this too much, are we? <laughs> I hope not. It is one. Of, it is the number one topic on our...
1: Well, you have to talk
0: about it. You can't not. It some, is really... Some little
1: fucking snake decided it was time to slither out of the woodwork and start, <laughs> uh, start making noise.
0: So we're going to talk about that. Uh, the Jose Reyes. People either want him... Moved off of shortstop, maybe they want him moved to the outfield, uh, maybe they want him shot into the sun, mm-hmm. um, making way for um, quite literally the chosen one, Ryan Gomes.
1: I love how people are like, oh, well, it's about his, you know, he makes too much money. It's like, well, what are you going to do with that money right now anyway?
0: I think the best thing to do is to... Uh, Rather than say this is a damaged asset or something that yes there's there's money just just piss up just flush it down the toilet yeah just get it out of there uh, we're, we're gonna save <laughs> only some of this the for fifth
1: later. best shortstop by Fangraphs War last year
0: so but that doesn't mean anything pretty
1: much done pretty much finished washed up
0: yeah a couple bad weeks bad uh, one in particular bad play at the at the wrong time and uh, a
1: lot of bad plays but one in particular <laughs> yeah well,
0: don't we gotta say it for the segment yes this is the introduction where we tease the segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have anything else to talk about though. I the pitching's been good. We'll talk about that. Uh a trade happened in baseball today. Mhm. Which means that there are other trades soon to come.
1: Thinking trades,
0: yeah. Thinking trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about we're going we're going to go real in depth on uh, the Blue Jays draft. Which I think is next week.
1: Oh, we really we are?
0: Yo, yeah, in depth. You know me and you. <laughs> If there's one thing that 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 non-experts from the field know, it's about guys they've never seen play baseball. That's pretty good. We're gonna do some speculating Love on who's it. gonna be. Where do they pick? I don't know. The twenties, tens,
1: yeah. in the late twenties.
0: So wherever they pick, we know who they're going to pick. That's
1: why I didn't bother. It's like okay. Yeah, you no, know, don't bother. Get, like, you know. If they pick, if they pick in the top fifteen, you could kind of be like, okay, here's some guys. You could see who's gonna, you know, who's gonna go top ten. You you start thinking, oh, who's gonna slide? That maybe you could get your hands on. Oh, Lucas Giolito. This is a person who people seem to really like, and Mm -hmm. oh, he keeps slipping, and maybe the Jays will get to him. No one pick ahead of them, with Washington. Uh, But yeah, like in the late twenties, I'm not gonna fucking sit through the draft waiting for that
0: or at all. Or at all. Or at all. If there's no consensus number one, or if there is, there... Is. Anyway, we'll talk... Well, That's what we're going to do. We're going to shit on the point, the, the thing eh, of watching the It's interesting
1: the draft. to see, you know, it's interesting to see who they pick to try to extrapolate what that says about their organizational philosophy or what they think about, you know, these guys compared to the industry or... Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, and whether
0: that might be good or bad. No, you're wrong.
1: But in the lead, well,
0: <laughs> it's not interesting at all.
1: It's eh, eh, maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. It's in the the lead up stuff, the like sweating over mock drafts and stuff. I'm 100 with you. I still, I don't want them to just seal the names of the guy that they pick away in an envelope, and and you know we'll we'll hear about it in a year, like you know. The Jeff Hoffman thing, I think, last year was interesting, but that is not the situation that they had. They did. They had two. You know, they had nine and eleven last year. Like those are, mm-hmm. those are interesting picks.
0: They this lose not you so lose an interest as you get down, yeah. like, down the board, especially in this draft, which is what probably why we won't talk about it much is that as as uh, as nebulous as the quality of the players in the draft, you know, who's going to go where? This draft is looked at as being like just piss poor. Hmm. This is a very bad draft. Two of the big names, uh, at least two of the big names of guys who've got hurt. So they're in that Giolito right, Hoffman course, yeah. like who's gonna take a flyer, who's gonna wait and see who was how this shakes out. Not a strong draft at all is the that, that that's probably the only thing I could say that I know about it, is that it's just not a good draft. Um talent wise. But there's always you never know. We're
1: gonna get Vlad Junior on July second though. You've gotta wait a whole other month for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, you never know, maybe there's a big thick neck motherfucker from New Jersey just lurking around at the bottom of the draft. And uh and you maybe someone picks him and then they still manage to push their whole organization into the dirt, essentially. <laughs> just running aground with yeah. insane contracts and and a owner with a vendetta. Uh and we'll talk about uh oh well I know what we have to talk about the Blue are is gonna have a new manager tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: So we're gonna talk about that. Uh because John Gibbons is going to get fired, probably as we're recording this right now. Yeah,
1: it's probably happening right now. We love you, Gibby. Yeah,
0: you can come on the podcast whenever you like. Uh, unfortunately, it is just the two of us. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins didn't make it. Can't yeah. can't make it. We can't have him on and Gibby on. So we'll have to we'll have to do some scheduling. We'll get our chase producer to kind of sort all that stuff out mm-hmm. and our housekeeping issues. Uh, iTunes, get there, subscribe, rate review do all those things because you've been doing it all of uh, all of you know, our precious friends and good people mm-hmm. and it is well reviewed and rated so good yeah thank Steve you that, thank, thank you. you very much yeah. for that and of course uh, patreon.com/ birds all day if you can find it in your hearts to pledge low a few dollars a month to help keep us in the style to which we've grown accustomed
1: <laughs> basically.
0: Uh we'll continue to uh to crank these out. We are to have three
1: fun. we are three hundred dollars and change away from doing a monthly Google hangout. So isn't that exciting? <laughs> For
0: four dollars a month we'll rent you the we'll rent you a chair, but you're only gonna need the edge. <laughs> Uh, but we do appreciate it very much. We want to say thank you to you.
1: Maybe we'll do it on Periscope. Maybe we'll just like be cool. And Keith Law like did yeah. some.
0: Did he took draft questions on Periscope the other yeah. day?
1: Maybe we'll have to do. Maybe we'll have to look into that.
0: I like the the Google Hangout thing. It's a little bit more interactive. The Periscope we can feels do it, very one way. Yeah,
1: we can do it from our house too. We can just sit in front of
0: we like we can we can do Hangout just not from your house because you're in. Well, no, but you can hang out at
1: your house and I'll hang out at my house. Oh so, yeah, that's you know, true. And then whatever. I, that's what I figured Just because it's easier I was
0: just worried about like Crashing your internet connection
1: I can stop my streams Yeah While that's going on It does on. get yeah. a little
0: flimsy Yeah, When there's lots of streams Yeah I would have to be whispering At my house With like, headphones um, in Like, well. Nah, I'm fuck them Fuck those kids <laughs> uh, Speaking of the kids uh, And who are all SOBs uh, Before we move on We're going to do Some thank you So off the top We're going to thank Colin Zink Hamish Corbett Haynes Adam Crozier, John Beharry, and Steve Leggett. As well as Nathan,
1: Jonathan, Ian Gray, John Simpson, and Nick Tollipson. And I'm only laughing because
0: I got way easier names than Drew did. Two of those guys don't <laughs> even have last names. This is such horseshit. You do this every single time. <laughs> totally that, random. Look at the next one. Is that an umlaut? Like, what is that thing? Yeah, I don't know what you We're call it. We're skipping that. ahead. After the break, more from this week's edition of Birds All Day. All right, so let's talk about uh, the great kazoo in the room. Talk about the Jose <laughs> Reyes uh, being railroaded out of town. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this more than once. I mean, we've talked about this in, in, in the context of uh, of of Jose of, um, Jerry Howarth, Blue Jays play-by-play radio announcers, got great love and appreciation and, 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 and devotion to Ryan Goins. And we've had these kind of debates about, no, the Blue Jays are not better off with Ryan Goins playing shortstop every day. No, it's moving Jose Reyes off of shortstop is not something that's very likely to happen. Uh, but it's really come to a head this week because Jerry just goes on and on and on yeah. about how much better the team is with Ryan Goins at shortstop,
1: which is false, which is patently false, patently yeah. false.
0: There are there's any number of ways to look at it. Uh, no one in, in their right mind is going to say that Ryan Goins is a worse defensive shortstop than Jose Reyes. Sure. He's better. Clearly. He's better at defense. But you know what? who's better at defense? All kinds of guys in minor leagues because they can't hit. <laughs> yep. Which is kind of where Ryan Goins finds himself. He's like John McDonald without being halfway as endearing or spectacular. Which, to John, Go- John McDonald's credit... John McDonald's kept getting jobs. That's the thing. I think it's easy to... He played for a long time. He got yeah. full vest in the in the, in the the pension. And... But the Blue Jays are not better with Ryan Gomes playing every day and Jose Reyes either playing another position, which people got in their heads this week because Richard Griffin wrote a column saying the Jays should move Jose Reyes to left field. Yep. Which is crazy.
1: A little bit, yeah. Yeah, can't really... Well, yeah. Long-term... I don't know. Maybe it can work.
0: Will we and saying the same thing tonight and he's been saying it for as long as it's been going on. It's not something you're going to take a guy who is a starting shortstop in the big leagues for his entire career and just be like, oh by the way, middle of the season, yeah move to the outfield. Certainly
1: not gonna happen like that, no.
0: Uh Nor should
1: it. Nor should because it Because it would be well you tweeted about this, you know. Look at look at what they're doing converting infielders to outfielders. How well it's gone for Colabello and Valencia and guys who, bear, you know, who barely play the outfield but have had an opportunity to do it before. And, and who are happy to do it because it's their only way to stay on the it team. It means they've got a job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Colabello, I think, is, is a special case. No one's going to mistake Chris Colabello for a defender at any position. True. Uh, but Valencia is like a legit infielder. He's played some second for the Blue Jays, didn't he not? He played some third yeah. base. he played some first.
1: I think he's played more third in his career, not for the Jays, but in his career than anywhere else.
0: Yeah, third. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and he but and he's looked okay. You know, he'll, he's he'll not looked there.
0: like Colabella who no. is a, a DH. But
1: it's just nice to now with Batista back to not have mm-hmm. two of them on either side of like the offensive black hole that Kevin Pilar is on the though,
0: world's most perfect fifth outfielder. Kevin Pilar
1: did win them that game the other day with this with his bombs, two home runs against Max Scherzer, which is scraped the back of the the wall there. But a normal thing all, that
0: happens all the time.
1: They all count. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, no, no, changed his approach. I think I heard Tabby mention that. In between horse laughs, uh, at some
0: point. Uh, oh, we need we need parks here for to make the horse noise. Jesus. But no, uh,
1: uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, P- has uh, got a, Pilar's Polar. He, he, he he's fine. But he, he's the least of the worries no, right now.
0: Yeah. Well, the, uh, no, <laughs> actually, he's not the least. The least of the worries is Jose Reyes' defense. Quite frankly. Yeah. Yes, Jose Reyes. Uh, he made an he made an error at a very. Uh, inopportune moment on the weekend in
1: a game where he had three hits
0: game he had three hits <laughs> tonight he made an error
1: yep a in bad a game throw. in which he had three hits and a walk
0: did he have three hits maybe two hits but anyway he, no, he had three and a walk three and a walk yep. um he also mark burley induced i believe it was 20 ground balls 10 of which were hit in or around jose reyes One, I think there was a bit of a pass to Jose Reyes. The delightful Italian dish. Uh, And he did make an error. But they didn't score. Yeah. Because as limited a defensive player as Jose Reyes is. I was thinking about this on the way over. Jose Reyes is not a good defensive shortstop. But he is a shortstop. Yeah. He is. He is capable... Of playing there, not costing the team, not embarrassing himself, not being a, a complete liability. He's not giving you, if you had to pick, you would take the best of both worlds. But the thing is, that does that guy doesn't really exist in the big leagues. How many in your, I'll ask you off the top of the head, how many guys would you say are above average offensive players, which I think we would agree Jose Reyes is? Mm-hmm. And good defensive shortstops in the big leagues right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, there are hardly any.
0: There's the one that plays in Colorado who makes yeah. like $25 million a year does, or whatever. When he does play. Yeah. When he does play. And also right now he's been awful. But that's yeah. not an accurate portrayal of who he is. That's Ian true. Desmond, who plays for the team that the Blue Jays beat yeah. two of the last three games. Uh, yeah, he's he's had good. some up and downs. Yeah. He's also been terrible defensively this year. Kicking the ball around. Yeah. Brandon Crawford has two World Series rings. He's having the best offensive season of his career, probably mm-hmm. a, a bit of a mirage, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and he's very good defensively. But like, there just aren't that many guys. No, it's Certainly. a really difficult position to fill, which comes back to the whole thing about this. You can't just move him to left field and think it's going to be okay, and let Goins go and stand there because he's just not good enough offensively. He isn't.
1: What I I don't want to give too th- too much away, but. Uh... I have a piece that's going to be, I think it's going to be uh, uh, on Thursday morning for Vice. And uh, <laughs> uh, if you look at, there are, some, there are some parallels and there's a connection, a very obvious one. Not too many, Drew. Don't, don't jump down my throat here. But, uh, but uh, if you look at the 2011 St. Louis Cardinals, mm-hmm. uh, brought in for Kyle at the, you know, at the trade deadline to play shortstop. The 33-year-old declining guy because he has a bat. You know, they had the Colby Rasmus trade, which is, you know, kind of where I'm looking at, which is mm-hmm. like, look at what they turned this one sort of prospect spare-partish thing into. Instead of going the superstar route, they filled their team, you know, they they added two pieces to their bullpen that were really important and a, uh, and a starter. That's where I'm going to with that piece. But like, yeah, look at, you know, for call, they bring in him because they had garbage, you know, guys who could field but not hit the ball at shortstop because that's how... You know that's the that's the decision you have to make usually because, like you say, they aren't there aren't. This is not the era of Jeter in his prime and A. Rod and Nomar etc., etc. et cetera. And even then, there wasn't that many of those guys.
0: There really weren't. There really weren't. It's it's a tough position to fill. And Ray, there was I had a guy, uh, repeatedly debating with me on Twitter this week, saying that he he wants he thinks Ray isn't going Ray isn't left and going at short is better than Reyes at short and. Uh, Ezekiel, or Zeke, as he's known Zeke Carrera (laughs) in left field He's like, that's better
1: I think this guy's been commenting on my site As Mm -hmm. well,
0: yeah And then then he made the point, well, I said You know, we'll know Reyes you know, he gives you more with the bat than he takes away with the glove, and, and so on and so forth. And you don't understand what how wins above replacement works. His <laughs> yeah, no, stats. this guy doesn't. Without if being a the, dick, I was. If I, it's well. the
1: same guy. He does not understand how that works.
0: No, and he said, "Well, why don't they just play? You could just play Jose Bautista at shortstop."
1: Exactly the same point I've seen. Yeah, because he hits so well.
0: Because he hits so well that he'd be an above average shortstop. It's like no, well Jose Bautista is not a shortstop, and yeah. he could not this is what people do don't the think. job.
1: Yeah, this is what people don't think. They don't realize. That, that's, that Reyes is a shortstop like he you is. Thought of, on, on your way over it. Reyes is a shortstop. Not a good one. Nobody's trying to hide that. Nobody's trying to say that he is. But, but yeah, I mean, I've been using the inside edge uh, fielding data, mm-hmm. uh, which does not paint a great picture of him, but it paints a very good picture of him on routine plays. He's just as good as everybody else, and where he starts to lose it are the ones where you need a lot more range. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he does start fucking botching some of the routine plays, it gets noticeable and you you don't like it, but I remember this years ago uh, it's it's funny because you know, we shit on him now because he's a bit of a clown, but people could not stand Greg Zahn Jays fans couldn't stand Greg Zahn Halliday, Burnett, these guys didn't give a fuck about keeping runners on, guys were stealing bases all over the place, with Greg Zahn behind the plate, and You know, it just became this thing. I remember on the blog constantly, oh, another stolen base. for You know, there was no Twitter back then. And so another stolen base for Zahn, you know, given up by Zahn. And this was during a year when the Jays had the best starters ERA in baseball. You know, they were like these guys. It's the same thing. Like these guys aren't scoring, you know, as bad as he is at containing the running game when Mm. he's not getting any help from his pitchers. Which obviously is a little different than what Reyes is is going through here, but but the point being, it gets sort of seared into people's minds the negative when they see you know the the stolen base is so easy to see for Zahn. I always thought that people had a had a warped view of what they thought he was as a catcher because they mm-hmm. saw all these stolen bases, uh, or they saw stolen bases and it it's easy to remember and then to forget. Hey, he's got like a three seventy on base or whatever the fuck, Greg's on, like Craig was. Actually, really good. Well, what
0: they used to call—I think the the old baseball prospectus types they used to call him the pra- practically perfect bat- backup catcher. Sure, that's what Greg Zahn was. He would—he is—he is the backup catcher on any team in baseball. On, on a good team in baseball, he's a switch hitter. He—I'm sure he called a decent game. Has a bit of pop, gets on base. That's there's value in that. Sure, and and I think the, the we, we move on from this, but I think the thing to remember about. The value of a good a guy who is not out of place playing shortstop versus a guy like Goins who is a who, I mean I think that in the in the course of this debate his defensive prowess has maybe been inflated a little bit. Like Goins is fine, entirely. Entirely. He's not fucking. You've you've made this point before. He's not Angels and Simmons out there. Certainly not. He's not like he's he's not a world changing shortstop.
1: And that's, I mean, I think that's the other side of that same point about Zahn, about like the stolen bases getting seared into people's minds, or the Reyes is getting seared into people's minds. Same thing, Kevin Pillar is now the greatest defensive center fielder to some people, because he laid out for a couple catches, made some great, great catches.
0: When he was playing left. <laughs> hint, hint.
1: But hint. Uh, you know, and the same thing with Goins. You know, he he's made some spectacular looking plays, but just because they, you know, that that doesn't really add up to... Being a tremendous defender, what it what that is, is about range and being able to do it all the time and all sorts of things.
0: The point, and it holds for Pilar as Pilar struggled up until this week, and it hold, and it stands for Goins as well. Is that you and I and the people who are listening to this, we all understand that defense matters and a run saved is equal to a run created, and that's all. It's all well and good, but like like what happened, you know, we had. These things happen in, in clusters, right, where, where mm-hmm. Pilar is able to make great plays or Goan is able to make great plays. But no matter how you do it, defensive opportunities are not distributed equally. So the opportunity for a good or better or above-average defensive player to flex those muscles and impact the game in that way, they're not distributed equally. They don't come when you need them to come. But the guy's still got to go up to the plate. Three, four, five times a night.
1: This, I mean, I know we were going to move on. But this, I wrote exactly about this. Uh, I think it was last week for the National Post, or maybe two weeks ago, about the Goins and, and Reyes thing, and and literally just adding up mm. the number of of like aggregate hits that 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 Reyes has, and the number of runs being saved, the difference between on um, plays being made, percentage of plays being made based on the ins, the the inside edge data. You know, Goins was you know thirty plays ahead of him. By the glove over this you know when you look at two samples that are pretty much the same, and then Reyes is like eighty hits ahead of Goins. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah okay a run saved is worth the same as a as a hit or a hit save is worth the same as a hit. Okay, what about the other fifty hits? What yeah. about the uh, the power of those other hits? What about the uh, the base running. The base ability. running. Jose Reyes you know, is, a, like, is
0: still a great base runner. I mean, not and, that, and that's
1: why it adds up to Jose Reyes is like a 2 3 win player, and Ryan Gones is a replacement level player.
0: It really is. And now we've let Jerry Howarth off the hook mostly here because this has been his fucking crusade. And it's to the point where it's really it's become very noticeable. Yeah. And I was tweeting about this the other day and saying like it's kind of out of character. And quite a few, John Lott and other people came and said, yeah,
1: not so much about a character. When you <laughs> yeah, think about it... He tried to it- run Batista out of town. He tried to run... R.A. Dickey last uh, last fall was a problem. You know, he was, was talking about how that's a, That you can't have that in the room. And Batista with the umpires, that was the whole thing. I, bo- I brought this up in a post the other day, you know, that at, at, uh, two years ago when he was trying to run Batista out of town, he's like, oh, Jose Reyes, that's a good kid. Him and Encarnación, when Batista went down when he was injured at the end of 2013, those guys became the leaders, and that's what we need. We need those guys to be the leaders. And now suddenly, Reyes is uh, is this lazy streetball
0: idiot. The streetball thing. Just
1: awful. Just like how codified language do you know? bingo. Like, and, I mean, I've seen a lot of people sort of scoffing at, like, on Twitter, but, like, I, Jerry will always talk about his, the greatest players he's ever seen are, like, Alomar and Willie Mays. I don't think that there is, like, a. <laughs> like an overt racism, no, with Jerry Howard. Yeah, but but just be be conscious of what you're doing when you make those kind of statements. Like, but maybe that's too much to ask. For I don't want to speculate a at all. Crazy old snake in the grass.
0: <laughs> I don't want to speculate about why he's saying that, which people are seem very yeah. happy to do. Yeah, all this must have happened. I don't care. The fact of the matter is it is happening, yeah, and, and it's wrong it's, it's wrong and it's and it, and it's a, it's the frustrating thing for that in that it just it shapes the conversation and creates a false narrative and it just becomes really it becomes tiresome
1: now we're talking about it
0: here we are talking about it, and we've t- we've been talking about it for way <laughs> way too long
1: here's yeah uh
0: we're exhibit
1: gonna... exhibit m of why a three win player is better than a replacement level player. Like really, we're it's, doing this again. It's
0: hard to believe. It's really yeah. hard to believe. Uh speaking of uh of false narratives and, and things that aren't that have been made up, uh John Gibbons is out of a job. <laughs> right. Can you believe it? I cannot. I cannot believe it because it's bullshit.
1: <laughs> I would think so. I would hope so. John
0: Gibbons is not out of a job. Hmm. He's not going to be out of I a job. I haven't checked
1: Twitter lately, but uh yeah. It's been about 20 uh, minutes, so...
0: When I was on my way over here <laughs> after the game, which ended uh, unbelievably early, as I was uh, soccer practicing with small people... You're um, aware that Burley was pitching. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there was a, there were some Burleys Burling. Uh, Wilner was saying that he hit a, a high-placed source of his said, no, that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, Wilner went out of his way to kind of guard... Uh, Bob McCowan, host of Prime Time Sports, who was the man who said he's well, heard rumors. Wilner should let it go.
1: Like, fuck. McCowan won't have Wilner on his show. Wilner should... Don't guard him.
0: Well, and, Come on, Wilner. Well, Wilner said in his way that, that even McCowan's language when he was passing this information on was very guarded.
1: Yes, it was.
0: McCowan wasn't at their... McCallum wasn't blundelling his way around playing (laughs) reporter being like well I've got information that suggests that that this is going to happen
1: which I mean of course people are not going to to take it that you know right away it's like oh my god McCallum's reporting this he's saying this is going to happen and he's making it up it's bullshit it's like no and I kind of wrote about this I addressed it in the thing I wrote about it which is like no he he's always guarded he's always careful to couch things uh Or not always always, but he he's often careful to couch things in such a way mm-hmm. that you you know if if you're if you're just gonna be an idiot and believe it or believe that that 's what he's saying without looking at the way that he's saying it uh you're gonna get in trouble but because you know it was very obvious he's like i'm hearing speculation from here that's i don't know what it is and et cetera et cetera mm-hmm. uh
0: yeah, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Um, the Blue Jays are not a good team, unfortunately. Well, that's not true. There's been a lot... As it relates to John Gibbons, the Blue Jays are, are underperforming, some believe, in that they are five games under 500 mm-hmm. now.
1: And when is somebody going to look the Pythagorean records of every John Gibbons team? Always, always yeah. underperform.
0: Well, that was the thing that I saw. Another thing I saw that was people saying like, "Well, their their record in one in one run games is bad, and that some of that's on the manager." Mm-hmm. And I I really have a
1: hard time with that. Mm, that's because those people are wrong. Yeah.
0: You want to like everyone the, the, the no luck just buck. Look at the Orioles' one run record in twenty thirteen mm-hmm. compared to twenty twelve and twenty fourteen. Like good teams don't win one run games. Teams that have good records win one run games. Yeah. Like the twins, who are dog shit. But you want to, if you want to point to the Blue Jays Pythagorean record, I would say maybe point to the base runs thing. Yeah, that points maybe a bit more of a conservative picture. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely of does. the Blue Jays, um, it, it it puts them right up there with you know with the Yankees, but it's not quite as well. They're they had the best run differential yeah. in baseball. They've they lost those games, like they've lost these games. They've lost thirty games this year.
1: They sure have. Hey, <laughs> so of have- like four other teams: like the Marlins, Phillies, A's, and some other dog shit team.
0: A lot of dog shit teams yeah. have lost thirty games. No, I I,
1: thought, I think the I think they are quite few. Actually, I think I thought the Jays became like the fifth or sixth, maybe that have lost thirty.
0: Well, the, the, but there are a lot of them. In that they're all dog shit.
1: Oh, he, oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: The A's, yeah. Uh, but there are lots. Partly,
1: of... though, of course, this is a factor. That, you know, the Jays don't. Don't have to play. Uh, don't have to have rainouts when they're at home. So they, you know, they're, they're they've a, played they're more played games. A few more games than some teams.
0: They are at fifty-four, where some teams like the Reds are at fifty.
1: For fifty-five after tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the Royals
0: have played even fewer. Um, fuck that team. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot <laughs> badly. But we this again. This is all this is old hat for us, and we're like this is the part where we like, agree too much. Mm-hmm. But I, firing John Gibbons, I don't think I can't see it doing anything. What would you do with a different manager? Yeah. Well, and I think you had this debate where it was I've <sighs> had too many of these fucking debates. It's what if they fire John Gibbons now? It'll be just like the last time they fired John Gibbons where the, this other manager will come in and the team's performance in these one-run games will improve by fuck simple straight up <laughs> because they're not going to be
1: 3 and 12 in every fucking no. set of 15 one-run games, yeah.
0: And then the new manager looks like the genius, yeah, or he looks like the old manager, and it's... yeah. Now, is there is there an element? Okay, well, uh, let me. I'll, I'll, this is we'll go quick on this because it's fucking stupid. But is there a chance that maybe like, are we defending John Gibbons too much given his track record and success?
1: Maybe, yeah. I, I you know, uh, well, we talked about this. Last time I think, or maybe two times ago, about you know about defending Alex Anthopoulos and being afraid to 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 change somebody just because you don't know what you're going to get with the next guy and and, mm-hmm. and I don't know. There's lots of good baseball managers out there. Lots of good baseball people who could who could run a team, who could do well with the team, or who could you know who could not fuck things up and allow their talent to come forward as much as possible, which is all you kind of really ask and. Uh, so, I, I, you know, the fact that the results aren't there, mm. I, that that's not, you know, you can't just look away from that. I mean, I think you have to look at other things, though, too. I mean, he's, probably, you know, the, it's the roster. And I think that's part of, you know, it's the, the decision that Alex, Alex Anthopoulos might make to fire him, I think, would would be an indictment of his own abilities to figure anything else out. Like, if you're firing the manager, like, hey, why don't you get him a fucking left fielder? A couple <laughs> fucking, like, relievers or, or you know, more than, you know, a starter that isn't a fifth starter. Like, why, why don't you try that first before you start, like, blaming somebody else and hoping, you know, hiding under a pile of coats? Like, fuck off. Fuck off. You can't you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. I don't think that, that the people will accept that. I don't, you know, well, maybe the dumb ones will. But I, I think... You know, I don't think it's just a clear PR win. I don't think that the optics of it are good at all, mm-hmm. and I think that's the only reason they would do it. That's why Gibbons got fired the last time. That's why I've, I, you know, I said it in the post that I wrote. Maybe that's someone's floating this to McCowan to be like, hey, what are, what are, what would people do? Are people going to be like, oh, thank God, Gibbons is is getting fired? Like, gonna get there fired will be people that see- would be like that. There sure. was a but not I think just to gauge, to gauge what the reaction might be by putting it out there, mm-hmm. maybe someone feeds someone something. I don't know. That's a bit conspiratorial, but yeah, I I don't know. We might defend Gibbons too much, but I, it, I mean, it's not even just defending Gibbons. It's just kind of for me. It feels it's it's more like defending the notion that we don't know what the fuck these guys really influence, whereas. The people who are insistent that he must go are like, I can see that there's no results, that they're not playing hard for him, that they're th- that this and this, they, these things, they're, they think they're so sure that they can see, which they obviously can't. It's just like, objective reality says, you don't possibly understand that, you cannot understand that, stop making that a core tenet of your argument here, because <laughs> then we're never going to get anywhere, and that's what happens.
0: So you're saying they should fire John Gibbons?
1: No, I, love, I
0: like Gibbons. I like, John. I like Gibbons. I like John Gibbons a lot. Obviously, <laughs> this is not off, news.
1: Shower it off. Go to DC. This is the president. <laughs> He's amazing, He's so frankly.
0: Good. And he does things that, that I like. It, the way that he builds the lineup, uh, he has no fucks given about wasting anybody's goddamn time putting horse shit like that. People are like, oh, Paul Molitor... So that, I, I tweeted something, I, you know, I, I've been tweeting some very sarcastic things recently, I don't know what's going on, but I tweeted something about, I wish the Jays had a manager like John, like Paul Molitor, <laughs> who had the ability to make his, the opponents put a terrible team out in front of him. Yeah, And it got some, I like, like people are teeing it with smirks and laughing, like, hee hee hee, it's funny because it's not true. But there was people who were earnestly retweeting Yeah. That. Like, yeah, who are like, that's right, the Jays need a manager like Paul Molitor to hit terrible, terrible <laughs> guys at the top of his order and have them do nothing, Yeah, uh, and the team wins in spite of it. But, I don't know, there's there's nothing to gain from firing John Gibbons except maybe there is something to gain, but it's not something that we have no concept of. Uh, I do have a concept that this has gone on way too long, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back on Birds All Day. Before we move on, we have to do some more thank yous to the people who, who, out of the goodness of their heart, pledge on the Patreon website. Uh, so we're going to thank Kanuck, Matt Corovo, Jason Wade, Doron Barblat, oh man, and Miles Smith.
1: As well as Thomas Gregory, Peter Skaines, Brooke Polowick, Catherine Scott, and Nikhil Kanduja. Kanduja.
0: Yeah, good on you. Uh, good on you. So Take I on that constant. Thanks a lot, everybody. And apologies. All right, so welcome back to Birds All Day. We're gonna wrap it up reasonably quickly uh, by talking about some positives in the uh, Blue Jays' pitching. It's been pretty not so bad of late. Yeah. In fact, it's been better than that by a lot. Maybe, maybe better than not so bad. When you they, get,
1: they keep losing by one run. Like they've actually been, <laughs> they've been in like they've been in games. You know, they're they've.
0: Dicky pitched downhill. really well in the in the day game on uh, on Tuesday I guess yep. that was. Dicky pitched really well. Burley obviously pitched off Wednesday ass. night
1: was ridiculous. Marco Estrada. I I mean I've said it every podcast that since he's been in the rotation it's like you know, it, he's a a fine fifth starter it's yeah. just it's just you know, so is everybody in this rotation but
0: uh, I mean know, it, it, that,
1: that'll that'll happen. I think uh, you know Saras wrote about this at uh at Fangraphs, wrote about him and Brett Cecil, uh, as well as several other people, the other day, and was just like, you know, it just it looks like it's a, Estrada looks like it's a sustainable. He's a sustainable guy doing what he does, which is, you know, he has gets whiffs on his changeup, he suppresses batting average on balls in play, like he's mm-hmm. uh, he's got an okay strikeout rate, an okay uh, walk rate, and then he gives up a ton of home runs. And that's that's kind of who he is, and that's.
0: If you, know, you expect more than that, then it's your fault, not his. Yeah,
1: and that's and that's totally passable, uh, the back of a rotation.
0: Last two weeks, if you on coming into tonight, so even more so now. Uh, last two weeks, Blue Jays starters second in baseball in innings pitched, ninety innings pitched and thirteen starts. You'll take that ERA right, take under that. four. Yeah, FIP. You know everything's right in line. Basically, yeah, it's a squad full of. Three, four guys. Like yeah. three, four starters. Yeah. I mean,
1: everybody's getting hung up. You know, I mean, about, you know, the team spinning its wheels. I mean, they, they kicked it around so much just at inopportune times mm-hmm. over these last couple of weeks uh, that it really masked a lot of good things that have been happening. You know, Sanchez hasn't been great, but he certainly, you know, maybe doesn't get stronger every single start, but has, has definitely improved as the year's going on. Uh, Brett Cecil, we saw uh, in Washington, like highest velocity of the year. You know, struck out two batters. He's really good. Like looked like looked like the guy who was last year, and not the guy who in spring training was like, oh, I'm going to just sit out these first three weeks with shoulder soreness. Like he looked like the guy you want him to be. Uh, Yeah, the bullpen the bullpen's been all right. Starters have been all right. You know, uh, Hutchison fine enough. <laughs> <laughs> he's better on he's better on rest, but when, on next day rest, but but no, there there's been so much that it just it hasn't really come together yet. But I mean, it's you just feel like such a fucking Homer saying it all the time and saying it over and over and over again. But it, you, I don't know, there's enough elements here that they should be winning more games and maybe not more enough to be like one of the elite teams in baseball or something like that, but more enough to. Continue to make noise in this division and stay in the race and hang around and hopefully get some reinforcements and, and see where it goes from there.
0: Blue Jays bull, bullpen over the last two weeks, according to fangrafts.com, coming in tonight, and they didn't pitch tonight, of course. Uh, 288 eight ERA. Not a single home run allowed by the bullpen in two weeks. That's well, pretty
1: good. That's good, yeah.
0: Take that! I mean, that's yeah. not going to last. No, certainly just not. Just like it wasn't going to last at the beginning. It's all.
1: I, I mean, that's the. You thing. You don't expect
0: yeah. a regression to work like go from being terrible to being amazing, and then okay, well, they're in the middle. Usually, it's just kind of like slowly over time. Yes, they'll they'll just pitch better. They'll pitch better. They'll be a better reflection of who they are yeah. and the talent on hand. That doesn't mean to say that you wouldn't take an upgrade in either of those places. For sure, yeah. Which kind of you know we were going to talk about trades and stuff and you don't know necessarily you, you're going to assume you and i can happily assume the blue Jays aren't going to make a trade for a role Chapman.
1: why why are we assuming that why would they do that <laughs> i don't think they would
0: it just doesn't seem like the right kind of fit it doesn't seem like it it's just not a i don't know it just seems a bit too blockbustery for
1: yeah i think it's maybe maybe a money thing i wrote a bit about that today how you know they could have signed they they contemplated pushing harder for david robertson but didn't want to backload the deal so much because they would have had to squeeze in, you know, squeeze them in this year. And we,
0: mm-hmm.
1: What the implications of that would have been, uh, we obviously don't know. But uh, we think that there's uh, some money, you know, left right now for potential trades. I don't know that that's necessarily true, but, uh, but yeah, I think it would be tough, even with you know saving money and wait, banking it all until you know july 31st so that you're only paying two months salary of somebody and therefore maximizing what you get into that money mm-hmm. uh even that it would be tough to get a, a chapman and uh in under that carlos gomez might fit
0: carlos gomez you're still on that one
1: no I mean- uh, but also there's gonna have to be a calculation at some point too you think too right like Maybe you get a lesser player for three months instead of getting that one guy for two months or whatever you're gonna do, mm-hmm. or you spread it around a bit more because you sure as fuck have enough holes that you could you could spread some money into, you know. So
0: you pay with it. You, you, you pay a good price with a good prospect. Yeah. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Eduardo yeah. Gonzalez. That oh guy.
1: man, the Red Sox people are loving him.
0: He looks good, Erod.
1: Erod, as I like to call E-rod. him. Yeah,
0: that was it. Andrew Miller, right? At, yeah. at the at two the...
1: months of Andrew Miller. But that, I mean, that was kind of a heist. That one, you yeah. don't see. I mean, when that happened, people were like, "Holy shit, really, Baltimore? Like, you're really going to give up this guy for two yeah. months, Andrew Miller?"
0: Oh, good. They won. 90, I don't ninety six bit... games. Yeah, I... so, which is to say, they didn't need him. <laughs>
1: Perhaps. Now, I mean, no, I don't know. I just thought that one sort of looked like more of an outlier than you know mm-hmm. what. The going rate for a two month rental was, but Andrew Miller is obviously fucking amazing. So
0: he's amazing. Yeah, uh, the Yankees are uh, the stupid goddamn Yankees. Yeah. Uh, the, the other th-
1: thing though about that too, which I you know, which uh, to go another way with the the Rodriguez thing before we talk about the stupid goddamn Yankees, is I think Stephen Brunt was saying this last week on uh, on Prime Sports is uh, you know talking about about Jays fans being afraid to trade that prospect to get a guy like that, uh, and Brunt's like, yeah, I don't know. It's baseball. You you trade prospects, and then sometimes they pan out like mm-hmm. that. You can't let that make you be afraid to make trades, and that's sort of been a thing that's happened in this fan base because of how guys have panned out in some of the trades that they've made. And but and yet, if you look at others, you know, you look at uh, like I mentioned the Cardinals, uh, Colby Rasmus. You know, Zach Stewart went the other way. It's just like that. They got they got two months of Edwin Jackson for Stewart and Jason Fraser. It's like. Sometimes they don't pan out Sometimes it works very well for
0: you mm-hmm. uh, Sometimes you trade Brett Laurie And you get <laughs> Josh fucking Donaldson back Yeah Sometimes you trade three anythings And you get Josh Donaldson back okay. And you laugh and laugh forever He is so I don't care good. how good Franklin Barreto <laughs> becomes Yeah It doesn't matter Yeah It doesn't matter The Blue Jays traded Josh Donaldson. That means the Ace didn't have to let him go. And they <laughs> did. Think about it.
1: It's something else. Well done, Billy Boy.
0: And now they're trash. Well, when they do that fire sale, we've already we've already got eyes on yeah. Clippard, Coco. Yeah. Cocoa's done.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's got a neck thing. Oh, that's too yeah. bad. But yeah, I don't know. You can maybe work some money around, get some, move some money out. You know, Estrada makes a little bit. If you're gonna bring in a starter and, and make him expendable, you can save some cash that way. Navarro makes a little bit. I don't think I don't think they're gonna go to Rogers, who wanted to can all of them and uh, and ask for more money. So so you kind of got to work with what you got.
0: Hey Navarro, caught tonight. He said uh, I saw a tweet from I think my name is Scott MacArthur. He said that uh, Mark Burley's the easiest guy to catch that he's ever caught in the big leagues. I'm like, well, it's because he throws fucking 80 miles an hour. Well, that's... that's like, I can catch hard Mark hard Burley. Thing. I can get back there. No, I, would, I don't so know. so good. It would be hard to catch Mark Burley.
1: I hey, we only got, what, 30 starts of Burley left if you count the playoffs?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. That's it for this edition of Birds All Day. We want to say thank you, of course, again to everyone who listens, who shares... Uh, socially, as you are wont to do with your viral content, such as uh, this, us bleeding away about the Toronto Blue Jays for 45 minutes at a time. Uh, Everyone who rates and reviews on iTunes, who subscribes via RSS, who reads andrewstoughton.com, who reads Ghostrunner on first, who who interacts with us on any of the innumerable social channels. If you get Stoughton's um, bar snaps, there haven't (laughs) been as many of those recently. No, there haven't. Snapchat. It's really going to be something.
1: I'm probably just Stoughton. People could probably find me.
0: Well, don't me. give it away. I wasn't in suggesting.
1: I don't do it anyway. I don't. I don't snap a whole lot. No. And when I do, I'm a, a exceptionally drunk. So
0: You're you get s- like
1: three in a row of the same terrible band.
0: Yeah, that happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how's the old Andrew Stoughton? face? Uh, there's a, fa- a Facebook page, correct?
1: Yeah, Andrew is on Facebook. I think it's just Facebook.com/slash Andrew Stoughton. Check it out! Yeah, get get uh, all that content right in your feed hole.
0: People love the content.
1: Follow us on the Twitter. I'm sure you already follow us on the Twitter. If you don't, if you don't have Twitter, sign up and then just no. Don't us.
0: sign up for Twitter. Save yourself. <laughs> yeah. If I could go back in time, I would do two things. I would kill Hitler and not sign up for Twi- for Twitter. It would be so much better in my I life.
1: Think I think those are two good choices. Yeah,
0: you got to put the first one in there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, not that I don't like Twitter, in that I care for it deeply. But it's not. It's counterproductive to literally every other aspect of my life.
1: Yeah, I find that also.
0: It's like, uh, you know, a nice, tidy little meth habit. You you, you can still go to work and and, and do those sorts of things. But anyway, for a while, for a while. Until your teeth start falling out. Yeah, then that's when it's all over for you. Uh, This is all over. Thank you very much. Please, please stop moving Jose Reyes to the outfield. Our friend, we're being very kind to you on. But just stop (laughs) just stop that's the one thing we want you to take away from this episode of Birds All Day is uh, just leave Jose Reyes there until he goes out of his way to prove to you that he can't do it thanks a lot talk to you next week